the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on June 22nd, 2022. And boy, I tell you, it feels like we're just about out of gas with this administration. But before we get into talking about any of the stuff today and our topics, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have Leon the Word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our lower left-hand corner today, we have a special guest uh, joining us, and uh, that is Michael Schwartz. He is executive director of the San Diego County Gun Owners, um, uh, not association, but <laughs> Gun Owners of San Diego County, rather. Sorry. And um, and then in, uh, in, in my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. And so the, the focus of today's show, we're going to talk about all the ways that the government is trying to infringe on our gun rights recently. Um, so... And I tell you, it's just uh, since this Uvalde thing happened, it's just been uh, sort of little tyrants in government trying to take away our guns. And that takes us to our first topic that we wanted to cover, which is in Canada, of all places, um, the prime minister, Justin Trudeau, uh, has decided that uh, one, gun owners have no right to self or a person has no right to defend themselves with a firearm, uh, according to him. And um and i believe he just signed a, a ban i believe on on handguns i thought it was uh so I, I don't know if you guys want to jump in on that but boy i tell you it's just like uh, talking about little dictators uh, uh emboldened by all this covid lockdown nonsense and now they just want to take away everything what do you guys think about this i think this guy's got a poster of adolf hitler hanging over his bed if anybody's a poster child of modern day tyranny it's this guy and you know it wasn't bad enough that he did all the trucker related stuff like seizing people's assets out of their bank accounts and stuff like that not enough for this guy now he's got to double down on tyranny this is the i, I like that expression but uh that's the face of despotism in modern day uh, politics worldwide that guy right there that's what i think whether it's blackface or whiteface doesn't matter that's doesn't matter, doesn't matter. <laughs> but, but you know sometimes you know we who live in relatively free societies we wonder how could a relatively free country a free society like canada the united states or some of the countries of europe how do they go how do they go from freedom to tyranny how does that happen? And we we, 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 we was, sometimes we even think here in the United States, ah, it could never happen that we could end up in a living in a, a society of tyranny. That cannot happen here in the United States. But look at what is happening in Canada. And you can see the baby steps towards tyranny. Just look at it. Tim, you just raised about the truckers. Look at the things they did concerning the trucker the protests of the truckers. And now here is Justin Trudeau telling us that we do not have a right to use a gun to defend ourselves. I mean, thank God I'm not a Canadian, but 
listen to what this man is saying. Self-defense has been part of our human existence since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time. And he's saying we don't have a right to use a gun to defend ourselves or our families. This is how tyranny comes about. They unarm their citizens, and then the government tell us who we are and what we are and what we shall do and think and say. This is tyranny in the making. Well, it's, you know, I think people have a tendency to project onto others, and most people are, are pretty reasonable people. So when, when we tell them, like, you know, hey, this person over here, is, they, they really want to ban your guns, they project onto that person the, the reasonableness that, that they possess, and they think, no, that, that won't happen. Come on, Mike, it's, it's not going to happen. Uh, but it will. That's it, exactly what, what's going on. Of course, he's in office in Canada, and, yeah, they put a, uh, a stop to sale on uh handguns um uh, didn't say it was it was going to be uh, uh it didn't really give a time period for how long this was going to happen and when asked about it yeah sure enough he said nope you don't have the right to defend yourself with a firearm that's not a right that exists in canada and there's no i mean like you i think it's exactly the, the takeaway from this is you know for people that don't think uh it can happen here it can absolutely happen here yeah, no, it's, it's just awful. And, you know, to, to highlight how dangerous it is and how easily this can slip, um, I, I wanted to get into our next story. Uh, this segues pretty well. But in, uh, in, and maybe we could get a visual on that. So New York has recently signed gun legislation, uh, may, uh, Governor Hochul there, uh, where uh, they, they want to make it illegal for you to wear body armor. Now, this is, this is insane. This is not a gun, but it's covered in these gun legislation that they recently passed. And I mean, this is a government that literally is fine forcing you to put a dirty rag over your face uh, for, you know, just, just to go out of your house and go into a restaurant. But then if you want to wear something to defend yourself from the gun violence that occasionally happens in some of these places, then suddenly it's like, no, no, you, you can't wear that. I, well, what on earth are they thinking there? How is this not a complete violation of our constitutional rights? You guys have any thoughts on this? Well, what next, you know, what next? So they're going to ban cars, you know, that's the next thing because a criminal will potentially use it to go commit a crime. So the next thing will be the ban cars. None of us will be able, all the law-abiding citizens and all the good drivers on the road, we will not be able to drive anymore. We will not have Uber and Lyft to take us where we want to go because a criminal might use a car, just might use a car to get to go someplace to commit a crime. Don't you see the insanity of these people? Imagine that. It's just like Justin Trudeau. You don't have a right to self-defense. Here in the United States, here we are creeping along. We can't even put on a piece of clothing it's not it's not it's not an offensive weapon but we can't even put that on to protect ourselves against some criminal out there just because a criminal might do the same thing when he's encountering a law enforcement officer god help us with these people well if we if we all go back and and start beating on each other with clubs uh, because we don't have the right to use guns uh then uh, maybe um these uh, maybe uh, similar similar things to protect ourselves, like, like uh, maybe it'll be against the law to have a catcher's uh, mask on your face to protect you from the club that, that now 
uh, has to be used uh, to, to beat you to death with or whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> it's called crazy. I, so so that's why I'm saying crazy stuff, because this is just that that crazy. It's just ridiculous. And um, it's not going to stop anybody from, <clears throat> oh, gosh, I can't. I can't wear body armor legally, so I'm not going to go illegally into a school with a with a rifle and and shoot yeah. everybody up. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to that's going to stop me because I'm yeah. I'm not either you know whatever. <laughs> Seriously, that, that's that's some flawed thinking there. Yeah. Well, the whole gun control debate, uh, the whole gun control is 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 really yeah. based on flawed thinking. Which criminal yeah. is going to stop acquiring an illegal gun just because the government come along and say, oh? We're not going to have, um, you know, nobody's going to have guns anymore. You think a criminal is going to stop because of that? You think he's going to stop from sure. going to harm somebody if he, if he or she decides to do this? Who's going to stop well, because of some stupid gun control law? Well, let, let's say that their utopia, gun, gun, gunless utopia, uh, is achieved somehow, which you can't, but just, just for the sake of argument, then we would be ruled by the young, the strong, and the many. And they would uh, have their way with us uh, with sticks and clubs and knives and whatever else they could um, rocks and whatever they, they could use to attack with. So, yes. so yeah, a gun free society is a very, very dangerous society. And history just proves that because uh, because the murder rates used to be a lot higher back when they were using pitchforks and and clubs to kill you with. And, and you had no way of defending yourself because that required Colonel Colt to come along. So Michael, what do you think? Well, and I think this is a really good example of, of what I was saying in the last show when um, this is why we have to get the right people elected. This was created by elected people. Um, and I would be willing to bet that if, if and when it goes to court, that it'll ultimately be found constitutional and legal. That doesn't mean I agree with it. I just, you know, don't get me wrong. It's just that I am, I would put money that the courts will be okay with it. Uh, again, I don't agree with it, but I'll bet you the courts will. So that's why we, we need to concentrate. People need to do what, what the Constitution is designed to do, and that's make sure that your elected officials are, are doing what you, know, what, what you want them to do. Get, get them elected or get them unelected. Uh, show up and uh, help them campaign or help campaign for the person who's running against them. Uh, I think it's crucial because... Of course, none of this makes any sense at all. None of it's logical. It isn't really uh, for about public safety. And like you said, it's not an offensive thing. It's a defensive thing. So we got to get the right people elected. That, that's it's. I, I don't. It, it's not the only way to, to to right the ship, but it's an extremely important way. It's also a very hard way to do it, which is why it's often a neglected way. Well, you know, it certainly yeah, helps to get the right people elected. But one of the things, too, we like to emphasize as libertarians is we've just got to get get in people's minds that everything that's your preference doesn't need to be done through government. I mean, you know, exactly. so many people, they just get this knee jerk reaction. I want something or I have some preference for society. So I want to force it on everybody else through government. And if, if we could just, you know, get the word out there to try and get people to understand, you know, usually when government gets the power to do something, it does a terrible job with it. I mean, if COVID didn't convince people of that, I don't know what would. What will? <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, that's such a good point. You know, look, even look at this. Um, the thing that happened in, 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 Uvalde, um, in Uvalde, Texas. Okay, it was tragic. There's no doubt about that. Nobody will argue about the tragedy of that situation. But look at what happened as a result. Oh, they got to do something. We got to do something about gun control. We got to do something about gun violence, which is a stupid term to start with. 
we got to do something. We got to do something. So the government is going to do something. You know, every week in Chicago, I am sure there are more people killed and murdered in in Chicago. I am sure about that with with guns. You know what? That's an excellent segue, Leon. And be fit. Let, let me get, get you right back to that. But if we get the visual on this, because this is a perfect story to, to segue on it. And in Chicago, they have some of the strictest gun laws in the nation. And uh, I, I was seeing an article that said uh, they, they rank about eighth now because some of them got struck down recently or something like that. But um, but regardless, they're certainly among the more policed on gun laws of any place else. Well, they were literally filming uh, an episode of a, a news show where they were interviewing, uh, uh, talking with a reporter about gun violence. And what happened while this reporter was standing there? A person literally walked by. <laughs> Pointed a gun at the cameraman yes. during the interview. So, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what they think they're accomplishing with all of these gun laws, but they just keep passing them and they don't seem to be getting the desired results. You guys want to jump in on that? But I just want to finish one thought here, Jason, okay? Yeah. This this word, gun violence, is 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 such it's so nonsensical it's unbelievable there's no such thing as gun violence okay nobody no gun does just jump out of a holster and start shooting somebody okay somebody have to pick up that gun and fire it so this word oh we have to do something about gun violence it is nonsense it is garbage we have to do something about the people we have to do something about the people who are using guns to commit violent acts against other people that's what we have to do something about well, I think we need to do something about uh, about um, car drunken driving. Cars that yeah. drive drunk. Yeah, we're gonna do we do something about the cars, not we're about the drunk that. drivers, about the about the cars. About the drunk driving cars, whatever. Yeah, the drunk driving. Right. Cars. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> too too much ethanol in the fuel. Is that what's going yes. on? <laughs> the car the car is highly intoxicated. <laughs> it might pass out shortly. Who knows? You know, and suddenly harm somebody or myself. Chicago has made a number of public policy mistakes in the last 40 years. I mean, they—it's they're the the example of what of how not to run a government. They've really, really uh, screwed up uh, entire communities of people in, in Chicago, and it's been sad and tragic. But one of the worst ways is by disarming people uh, in the hopes that criminals will, you know, decide to obey that one. That one law, that's the that's the law they're going to obey is is the one to not have firearms. And, you know, we a, a major Supreme Court case was one as far as Second Amendment in Chicago, the McDonald versus Chicago case, which is which is great. Um, but they're, it's still just a mess of a city. And until they until they there's so much to fix. Uh, but at least in the meantime, they should give people the ability and, and, and respect their right to be able to defend themselves. If they can't run their city properly, they should at least allow people to, to defend their life. Exactly. And, you know, Michael, I know your organization is nonpartisan, but you know, in all of these major cities where you've seen these major crime surges, in all of them, Democrats are running them and they have been running them for a long, long time. All of these cities. Agreed. And, and, and in all those cities where Democrats are screwing up, there's a Republican, you know, doing nothing about it. I mean, it's oh, just... <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're nonpartisan. <laughs> well, you, you know, one of the things, too, you mentioned, Leon, and, and you kind of touched upon it, too, Tim, earlier, was that, uh, yeah, you know, this whole 
I, way of characterizing it as gun violence. And it's such a slippery slope because what we saw in London is that, you know, they literally started making it legal to have knives. Exactly. <laughs> and I, you know, we, we didn't have that uh, story up for today, but that was something that was actually occurring uh, where the mayor of London had banned knives and he was, I think they were calling him assault knives. I have some of those in my kitchen. After the uh, after what happened in Texas, I was getting a lot of media inquiries and, uh, you know, surprise, surprise. Sometimes the media is biased. I know that, you know, stop the press. Um, but uh, there, there was one reporter in particular that was really uh, trying to hammer me on on the idea of, of banning ARs. And I finally said, look, we're always going to have criminals who are going to do criminal activity and hurt people that aren't criminals. We're always gonna have mental health issues, but as long as civilians have the ability and the access to own the most effective self-defense tool ever made, a firearm, then the meek and the vulnerable will always have a fighting chance. Yes. And, and that's really what it's all about. There's just, is you know, okay, fine. Chicago's violent, you know, great, go solve it. Figure out what you have to do with your drug policies, with your, police policy, whatever, figure it out. But in the meantime, make sure that everybody else can defend their life, you know? Um, so I don't push back on, uh, you know, hey, you guys want a violent city? Keep reelecting, you know, the same people with the same policies. Great, have a violent city. But for those of us who are those people who live in a violent city or live anywhere near it, you gotta be able to defend ourselves. Yes, and without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, you know what? You know, I, I live in San Diego as well, and I, I don't consider San Diego a violent city. Do you, what, what do you uh, have to say about that, Michael? Is San Diego I, a little more? I think, you know, to, it, compared to Chicago, it's it's utopia. Yeah. Compared to, uh, <laughs> you know, compared to, uh, you know, East Madison, LA. Wisconsin, it's, it's, it's oh. violent. You know what I mean? Oh, so. Yeah. Um, it's, I think there are places in San Diego County that, you know, are, are definitely, uh, uh, not, not real friendly, but the other thing is, yeah, and it's funny, people say that to me a lot. I'll, 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 you know, ask me what I do for a living or whatever. We'll talk about CCWs, that sort of thing. And I, the, the response I get a lot are, is, uh, you know, I don't really live in a bad neighborhood, so I don't think I'm interested in a, in a carry permit. Mm. Well, if you look at a lot of the places where some, especially these high profile, uh, you know, mass murders that have happened. You know, there was one, we're in, in San Diego, there was a mass murder, uh, with, you know, a criminal with a gun in La Jolla, uh, you know, yes. a few years ago. Um, yes. So a lot of this stuff happens, you know, criminals go to nice neighborhoods to steal their stuff. So uh, I don't think it's a violent city. You're right, Tim. It's it's relatively safe. It depends on who you're, you know, who you compare it to. Um, but still, you know, <laughs> If, if you, if you, you know what I mean, if you, you still will need to be able to defend yourself, you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Always. And I'm not Always. saying that's what you were suggesting, Tim, but, uh, but it's, uh, the right. relative, yeah. yeah, the I mean, relativity it just, of it is, it comes up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was just off the top of my head. That's all. Well, yeah. one of the one of the stories I wanted to touch on too, and we kind of touched on it a little earlier, but is is just bringing it all back to the Uvalde 
uh, issue because that has been what's generated a lot of the discussion recently and some of the legislation that's working its way through Capitol Hill right now. Um, but you know, the, the question is, what, what do we learn from this? And this, this article here is just a little bit dated because there's been some more recent revelations where you know, apparently the cops did not even try the door, you know, to see about getting in to stop this kid. They all sat out there and they just waited in the hallway uh, from bad instruction from their their, their management. Uh, you know, it sounded like uh, uh, they, they really had no idea what they were doing. And it sounds like they even disarmed uh, one person who was going in to save his wife. <laughs> so I yes. you know, yeah. that falls right in with the, you know, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Hey, look, you don't have a right to gun to defend yourself. So, yeah. um, you know, you know, what do you guys think about this? Because this so, is really yeah, if, a- if I could, if I could just start off, uh, because last night I received a an update on the old body uh, shooting from uh, Greg Elifritz. Uh, probably Michael is familiar with his name uh, and all the work he's done uh, in. Um, in training and training police and and especially mass uh, uh, or uh, lone gunman kind of thing or mass whatever shooting type stuff like this um, and it started off uh, you know it was late at night I was getting ready to go to bed and it, it just popped into my email and it started off you know the uh, more information has come in so I'm updating my my um, uh, article about that, and it's even worse than I originally thought. So at that point, I couldn't read any further. I'm going to have to do this at a later time when I'm not trying to go to bed. I don't want to be up all night just thinking about all this stuff. So um, and basically, here here it is in a nutshell. We uh, were to you know our brains aren't developed enough, uh, or we're just don't have the right to defend ourselves or, you know, who, who should own an AR-15, blah, blah, blah. No, let's, let's put it in the hands of the police and they'll protect us. They'll, they'll protect us. They'll come to our aid in our time of need. That's all I have to say at that. You know, you know, um, I think we, we, we spoke about the Uvalde uh, situation, Jason and Michael and Tim, and, at the time, we didn't even have all, all the information as to all the failures that we saw in Uvalde, Texas. But you know, I've said before, I'll say it again, I am pro-law enforcement. I support them in their job, that the, the very dangerous job that they do in protecting us in our, in our society. But this particular situation is a national disgrace and somebody should be persecuted for it. I mean, people, the police officers were there for 40 minutes or something like that, waiting on a SWAT team. There's a guy inside a building with little kids. He has a gun, and he's and he he, he wasn't in there to give out candy. Obviously, Leon, Leon, I think it was over an hour at this point that they're acknowledging that okay. they sat out there and waited. Whatever. Yeah. 40 minutes, an hour, hour and 10 minutes, whatever. Something went really wrong. And somebody should be prosecuted for this. In this situation, I cannot support these people because they did wrong, they did wrong, and they should pay for it, quite frankly. Because some of those kids, not all of them, some of those kids died because of their inaction and because of the action of keeping people from entering the building to try to save their loved ones and some of their friends. Yeah. Yeah. It, there, it, even going back to some of the other things that's coming out, uh, some of the other uh, items and 
you know that, that are coming out is is just how uh, how much how much of a problem this kid was and nobody did anything uh i mean there were i i read uh, confirmed reports that he would walk around with a with a bag full of dead cats um, there is there's there's you know there were so many warning signs there were so many warning signs and it sounds like this kid was an enormously troubled uh, person and got no help and not was nobody protected us from him um, nobody helped him uh, that he just kind of went through life and, and people you know you know they say if you see something say something everybody saw something nobody said anything nobody did anything so when you when they talk about you know part of the federal proposal um coming from washington dc talks about red flag laws forget it we're, we're not in favor of red flag laws no one you know the only time they seem to be used is when somebody is trying to get back at a, at a spouse or something like that i mean right. all they had to do all they had to do was talk to law enforcement all they had to do was get this kid help i mean there's something something but instead, you know, this 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 kid was able to purchase thousands of dollars worth of equipment and firearms, which, by the way, we found out that 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 money came from his grandmother. Um, I don't know why you would give such a troubled, uh, you know, young man at that point. He just turned 18 uh, access to thousands of dollars. I, it just none of it makes any sense at all. And here, you know, if. if 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 they're going to make enormous mistakes like that, if they're going to disregard my safety, if they're going to disregard uh, this this kid's screams for help, you know that he clearly needed. He was clearly having mental health issues. Forget it. You're not going to blame that on my Second Amendment. You're not going to blame what happened exactly. on my Second Amendment if you're not going to exactly. bother to to do anything. Well, this is what's so yeah, disturbing. I, 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 I've, I've even had uh, fr friends, Facebook friends that are liberals uh, suggest that uh, I'm to blame because uh, I'm a Second Amendment supporter and I, you know, I, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm not like rushing to to like take away my own gun rights, you know, that they they think I'm part of the problem because this happened. Somebody else says they, there really is this blaming of, of the innocence and, and instead he... of. <clears throat> Go ahead, Jim. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Leon. Yeah, but this this gets back to the whole point. Notice what they're talking about, gun violence. Like those dead people in that school in Uvalde, Texas, that happened because of gun violence, not because of some mentally deranged little kid using a gun. It's the gun violence that caused it. So because of the gun violence that caused it, we must give up our Second Amendment rights. Yeah. Well, you, you know, this you know is what, the madness that's going on. Well, what strikes me, too, about all this is we're seeing a cascade of one government failure after another. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the idea that the I, I believe the FBI had been notified about this kid, uh, you know, that there were warning signs. And once again, we just see item after item where if things were done as they were supposed to be done, then maybe there wouldn't have been a problem. I mean, the doors were supposed to be locked. Apparently, this this one door in the classroom, the lock didn't even work, and the police yeah. didn't know about that, so they didn't go in. I mean, it's just one item after another. And, and what we're told is, oh, well, what you need to do is give up yet more of your rights so the government can have yet more power. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, a teacher yeah. described him as one of the scariest students she'd ever met or something along those lines, or the scariest student she'd ever had and that she was actually scared of him or whatever. 
and he wasn't reported the scariest student you'd ever have you, you, yeah. you and he wasn't reported nothing happened you didn't get him any help yeah. no excuse yeah. and i imagine the grandmother that gave him the money for the guns was the one that he shot the same the one in the same oh uh, i don't know that that's a good question i don't know that okay. I, I i don't know hmm. okay. truly tragic well, though you know, we're, yeah. we're coming up on the end of the show, and we like to uh, uh, spend that time on one crazy thing that uh, somebody in the press or in the media said, uh, or, or politician. In this case, uh, we're, we're talking about The View, one of our old standbys, and it's Joy Behar. And yeah, they were recently on the show, and uh, they had a, a guest host, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Granger, and that's her right over here. And she was uh, talking to the, her panelists about how, hey, you know, some of these AR-15s are used for self-defense. And she was giving an example of a black man that she knew of who had assembled his own AR-15 and was using that for uh, home defense. And and Joy Behar's immediately, immediate response to that was, here's the thing. Uh, once people get guns in this country, or once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. So she literally told a black woman <laughs> that once gun, black people get guns, that somehow uh, we're, we're going to uh, put all kinds of restrictions on guns. And, and they had some uh, a few statistics in this story. And what they were saying in here is that I guess National Firearms Survey published uh, in 2021, they said, uh, said that uh, 25.4 percent of firearms uh, were reported, I guess, owned by black people, which is, you know, to me, that's that's an overrepresentation as far as, you know, the, the it's only like the, the country is only around, I think, 13 or 14 percent. 14 percent black. Yes. Yeah. 14, they, they, so, so, I mean, I'm not sure what world Joy Behar is living in, but I, you know, these these people uh, who are the take away your guns types, they are just they, they, they don't seem to be connected to reality in any way. You guys have any thoughts on this whole uh, Joy Behar? <laughs> you know, you know, I. You know, I am not one to look under every rock to find a racist, okay? Because I always just have to look on top of the rock and I'll find people like Joy Behat, okay? Joy Behat is nothing but a racist, a racist idiot, I should say, who thinks that we black people can't think for ourselves, we can't defend ourselves, we can't do anything. The only thing we know to do is to vote for the Democratic Party and just say, yes, massa, we are very happy with the nonsense that we've been providing for the last 50 years. This is the kind of racism that is coming from people of the left, like Joe Beha. Yeah. Well, gun control is racism. Yeah, it is. So, it, it, it started so during the Jim Crow period, anyway, yeah. to, stop, to stop blacks from owning guns and being able to defend themselves. Yeah. And, and that might be what Joy is mistakenly referring to. I mean, she's correct in the, in the sense that gun control started with a uh, um, targeting black people owning guns in the first place, uh, and so it's racist and always has been, and and continues to be. And you know, the the most victimized people uh, in these inner cities are by gun by violence conducted by other black people with guns or white people or whoever. Um, is uh, black people that are being targeted more than anyone else. So if anyone stands to lose by having their gun rights to defend themselves restricted, it would be a, uh, it would be black people. So so well, you have just, that. So it, just a couple of years ago, I actually wrote an op-ed uh, talking about uh, you know, that gun laws are the institutional racism that, that, that you've heard yes. about. 
Yes. Um, yes. yes. California has a disproportionate amount of gun laws, uh, has a disproportionate amount of uh, blacks and Hispanics, particularly 18 to 40 year old men serving extremely long jail time. Um, and and uh, uh, many have to do with, with gun laws. So these, these gun laws that they put in place are disproportionately used against uh, uh, people of color, you know, full stop. That's a statistical fact. Um, and I, I don't think it's a coincidence and it certainly isn't doing, and what I'm told is from, you know, it's not doing anything good for their community. So uh, at the very least they should be, uh, um, it's important, you know, real quick, the folks that are making these gun laws respond to the idea of, you know, institutional racism. You know, that's, that's kind of their language. You know, if you tell them, hey, it's in the constitution and that's why it's important, they don't care. You know, well, let's just change the Constitution then. You know, that doesn't resonate with them. But when you do yeah. talk about, you know, speak their language. Don't tell them why it's important to you. Tell them why, you know, speak to, speak to them in a language they can understand. Hey, this is what's important to you. And therefore, this is why you should care about this. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, look, I, I don't like Joy Behar. She's she's kind of an idiot. Um, but it's a really good idea to to find out what, what does the other person care about and then speak to them in that language. Jay, I'll but, use you know, that. You look, you look with, at Chicago uh, right now, or look at any other major city. You know, <coughs> where, where, where you see black people killing black people in in in, in grotesque numbers. Nobody nobody's outraged about that, right? Nobody's outraged about that. But Joy Behar is going to tell us if black people ever get guns to defend themselves. Oh, then we'll have the image of the oh the scary black man. So we got to be afraid of that. So then we have to change the laws to make sure the scary black man don't emerge. That is what she's talking about. Yeah. Well, that's our knucklehead fact check for the view enjoy Bayhar this week. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, as, as far as things go, uh, Michael Schwartz, did you want to have any last uh, words uh, about uh, uh, San Diego uh, gun owners or county gun owners or any other messages you wanted to put out before we leave? Sure. Yeah. First, I appreciate what you guys are doing very much. Thank you for, for getting the word out and, and talking to people about important issues like this because there's so much going on in this day and age being able to find the important stuff and whittle it down. You guys are doing a great job. So thank you for doing that. Uh, anybody that's in San Diego, go to San Diego County gunowners.com or sdcgo.org and join us. Come be effective, uh, do effective work. Uh, also Orange County gun owners, if you're in Orange County or Inland Empire gun owners, if you're in Riverside or San Bernardino. And we truly appreciate everybody uh, coming out. And, uh, you know, we make activism easy. I say it over and over again. We make activism easy. So come be an activist and and, and help us uh, preserve and protect the Second Amendment in California. Indeed. That's, that's going to be my next uh, item on my list. I've got it up in my iPhone. I'm going to join as soon as we are. Soon Thank you, on. Tim. And, Honored to have you. Thank you. And quite frankly, that's the message we as libertarians have to have is to make activism for liberty easy <laughs> so that's yes. a great message yes. <laughs> thanks michael so anyways i thank you all for joining us again today uh and until next time stay free yes indeed. life liberty and the pursuit of happiness always and forever thank you for listening to the knuckleheads of liberty podcast find us on facebook rumble youtube your favorite podcast network and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.